You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Ransomware remains a problem, and now it's being combined with DDoS. A Kansas hospital finds that paying the ransom may no longer get you your files back. TeslaCrypt is giving way to Cryptex. The FBI warns that malicious USB charging devices are being found in the wild. They contain keyloggers. Are U.S. cyber operations cyber bombs, or are they battle space preparation? And I wonder, those passwords I find easy to remember, they're still good, right? I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, May 25th, 2016. Ransomware continues to trouble enterprises worldwide. It's increasingly being teamed with distributed denial-of-service attacks, that earlier form of cyber extortion, and both sophisticated and blunt instruments of attack are being used in the wild. More criminals are making use of combined ransomware and DDoS attacks. Nobifor, Invincia, and FireEye are tracking this development, and many observers think it represents the new normal. Such attacks are inexpensive to mount and promise a good payoff. We can expect more of them. We heard from Travis Smith, a security researcher at Tripwire, on why ransomware has become so attractive to criminals. Compared with other forms of cybercrime, he said, ransomware is easy to monetize. Profiting from spamware or purloined data is time-consuming and in many cases requires more expertise than the typical criminal has. These forms of cybercrime also carry a higher risk of your being detected and apprehended. It's also grown easier to get ransom demands paid. Smith said, quote, The rise of anonymous cryptocurrency, such as Bitcoin, has made it easier than ever for attackers to infect a machine with ransomware. The success of ransomware has made it possible for cybercriminals to make hundreds or thousands of dollars per infection, and they get paid immediately, end quote. So looking at the currently available ransomware, TeslaCrypt still seems to be on its way to retirement. We stress seems because of the frequency with which malware, botnets, and threat actors have returned from what was thought to be their graves. Trend Micro adds its voice to those who see TeslaCrypt's former users moving to Cryptex, one of the more sophisticated criminal tools. The blunt instrument is represented again by Cyber.Police, whose foolish and unpersuasive lock screen message shows a 12-year-old scareware design sense. As in, you're caught. The Cyber Police have got you. Are you ever in trouble? But all that aside, Cyber.Police is a nuisance and remains a problem for Android devices. Backing up your data remains a sound approach to protecting yourself against ransomware, especially if you're an individual user. It's a good practice for an enterprise, too, but in that context, it's more complicated and more difficult. Many enterprises have been tempted to pay the ransom in order to restore crucial systems to operation. This has been true in particular of healthcare enterprises, where availability of data and systems is crucial to patient care. Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital in Los Angeles paid ransom in such circumstances and succeeded in restoring its systems. But payment is no longer a reliable path to recovery, if indeed it ever was. Kansas Heart Hospital in Wichita sustained a ransomware attack and made the judgment that it was better to pay the ransom, as Hollywood Presbyterian did, than to fight through the attack, as MedStar did. So Kansas Heart paid, but the attackers reneged on their promise to release the encryption keys. The criminals decrypted a fraction of the affected data, then demanded further payment. Kansas Heart has had enough. It's no longer paying. Keyloggers are still with us. 
the U.S. FBI recently issued a warning that it had found USB charging devices bearing keyloggers. Be careful what you plug into your device, no matter how innocent it may have looked at that trade show or just sitting there in the parking lot. In industry news, it appears that Bluecoat, privately held for the last six years, may be preparing for an IPO. There are rumors of a move in this direction as early as next week. U.S. Army Cyber Command has integrated cyber operations into more comprehensive combined arms training, and the other services have similar programs underway, so the capability is being increasingly mainstreamed. In essence, as NSA Director and Cyber Command Head Admiral Rogers put it last week, the Department of Defense is determined not to give an enemy uncontested freedom of action in cyberspace. U.S. Secretary of Defense Ashton Carter has been surprisingly open about the offensive cyber operations against ISIS, even describing them as dropping cyber bombs. This is, for the most part, metaphorical, and some observers take exception to it. Defense One, for example, argues in an opinion piece that cyber operations are better understood as, quote, what they are, changing spreadsheets, intercepting email, jamming comms, and a lot of deception, end quote. Thus, not so much bombing as battle space preparation. And battle space preparation is indeed what the tactical cyber exercises appear to include. Finally, Microsoft's Azure Active Directory is now blocking weak passwords that have appeared among leaked data. Thus reports the register, Microsoft, even with an exclamation point for an I, a zero for an O, and a dollar sign for an S, will not be accepted. No word yet on Ninja, Let Me In, or 123456, so I figure I'm still good, right? I mean, I use that for everything. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And I'm joined once again by Marcus Roshecker from the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security, one of our academic and research partners. Marcus, uh, we've been seeing recently that the FCC and Congress, uh, when it comes to the Internet of Things, they're saying that this might not be the best place to uh, impose a, a lot of regulatory law. Yes, well, at this point, it seems that imposing uh, regulatory schemes on the Internet of Things area would probably be premature. Um, we're seeing a tremendous explosion of IoT devices. Of course, uh, it seems like these days everything is starting to be connected to the Internet. And uh, 
we're certainly seeing some pretty cool things come out of that, and consumers are demanding this this interconnectivity. But uh, at the same time, this also raises a tremendous vulnerabilities when it comes to these devices. As more and more devices are connected, the vulnerabilities are are increased. And the real problem is that a lot of these devices, while they are connected to the networks, are not uh, secure enough when it comes to securing people's privacy or personal information. And there's a real concern that, that more needs to be done when it comes to securing those IoT devices. Implementing a regulatory scheme on top of this IoT field seems to also run counter to um, the incredible innovation that we're seeing in the IoT field. Uh, Certainly there are new ideas and new devices being developed almost on a daily basis. And the fear is that if a regulatory scheme is placed on top of this, uh, it would severely diminish the innovation that we're seeing these days. Um, so there's a natural tension here between the innovation part and the the security part of, of IoT. Um, there's no real good solution right now, I think. But uh, certainly everyone recognizes that more needs to be done when it comes to securing these IoT devices. Yeah, there was a story in The Hill recently where they quoted one FTC commissioner who said that they needed to exercise regulatory humility. I think that's, a, that's an interesting take mm-hmm. on, the, on on the situation. I think there's a recognition uh, on Congress's part and, and, and the community at large that uh, the regulatory scheme does have a role to play, but uh, when it comes to a new field like IoT, one really needs to think about how to best implement those regulations. We certainly don't want to stifle innovation, but we do also need the security that uh, that is going to protect those devices and the data that is being stored on these devices. Uh, Right now, we're a little premature in terms of trying to implement some sort of regulatory scheme. But um, I think further down the road, we'll probably see more more action uh, in this field. All right, Marcus Roschecker, thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Rick here. At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now.
And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. 